Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I am your host, as always, Kyler Kerberson, joined with Reed Bacon. we got a great one today. We're going over the top five things about game day. What is it that makes Saturdays in the fall so important to so many of us? The reminiscing, the feelings that we have really makes this podcast a good one. Uh, we do have a little fun in the beginning, going off some tangents, talking about movies and stuff, which I don't know why. But uh, we're, all, we're having a good time. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy the episode, and uh, let's jump into it. By the game. Snap. The kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no sir Reed. No sir Reed. Final score. Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium. Rain. Loads up. Fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught. Tennessee, Tennessee wins. by Tennessee. Jawan Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down at the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt. Touchdown on play number one. So before we get into the show, got to shout out our number one sponsor at Bet Online. You know, baseball is coming up. Uh, you also have the NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, and there's just a ton of stuff to bet on. So for all of your news, your stats, all the odds that you would want, Bet Online has that. So go on, head over there, and uh, you know, get in on that action. It's it's fun to bet on these games. It gets a little more interesting that way. Um, so visit the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive a fifty percent uh, welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip off, face off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, welcome on everybody. I uh, got another great episode uh, tuned up for you. So, like I said in the intro, we're going to be going over our top five things about game day, about the Saturdays, about everything we look forward to in the fall. Um, I might have a little bit of different perspective than uh, some of the fans out there, being a you know former player. But uh, I think it's still going to be fun, uh, me and Reed back together. Now, before we jump into it, Reed, I know you wanted to talk about a little bit recruiting, uh, some of the guys, big name guys that we're looking at and all that kind of stuff. So what do you got for us? What's up, players? Y'all buy some drugs? <laughs> is that is that going to be your intro? Yeah. I know you did that to another I podcast. Say- What'd you say? I said, I know you did that on another podcast. So I'm wondering if that's going to be like your intro moving forward. I do it all the time. I do it to like my parents. I walk in and then I say it at the office. I'll walk into the office. And the other one I love too is like, someone's like, what are you doing over there? And I'm like, 
just over here trying to get me a muck scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, will you give some backstory? Uh, yeah, so people understand where that's coming from. Yeah, from Pineapple Express, the movie, which. The funny thing is, is like I like that movie, but it's not one of my favorite movies by any stretch of imagination. Like it's funny, but it's not. I wouldn't even say it's top three or top five of my favorite movies. But just I love Danny McBride, and so those quotes of those, it like it's just incredible. Did you? I mean, I think that's that is like the category it's under, where it's not like it's actually not a good movie, but the quotes are just so funny, and the people in it are so funny. It's like right. Um, this is the end when it had like all those different guys in it. And it's just like Seth Rogen, Danny McBride. Um, uh, yeah. All, all, yeah. Every Jonah single, Hill. Jonah Hill. The big, the big uh, uh, Sarah, Michael Sarah. Like, yes. They're all just hilarious and just like giving out one liners over and over. Um, yeah. That, I, I honestly, I, I honestly loved that movie until about <laughs> midway through and it got really weird. And yeah. really dark, yes. and like the, the devil stuff. I was like, I'm out. Like, I'm not. I'm not doing this. But the first, I would, I would argue that the first like hour and a half of that is incredible. Like, this podcast just took a turn. <laughs> I, I did know. not think it was gonna go. But one of my I favorite know. quotes. One of my favorite quotes is when you haven't seen Danny McBride the entire movie, and they all wake up the next morning. He's just down there, and you don't really see who he is yet. You kind of have an idea, and he's down there just whipping up that breakfast, and they all show up, and they're like, oh, my God, Danny, like, what did you do? Like, dude, and he's like, chill out, bro. Like, the Green Goblin can afford more bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. I lost it. It was incredible. It was incredible. The but... Green Goblin can afford more bacon. <laughs> because he just cooked just, up all the rest of the, he cooked up yeah, all, the all of their of food food. supply yeah oh, um <laughs> but anyways yeah yeah that's just my i get i get in a bad habit of saying that um anyways <laughs> i just wanted to hit on not a big recruiting stuff but i did i i know that the fans love that and we are going to continue to get better and we're going to have some some more stuff coming on the on the recruiting stuff but i just wanted to say dylan sampson i love this and i love this for multiple reasons and i think the fans should be legitimately excited about this first off yeah he is only a three star but what matters maybe almost more than anything in sports and definitely in football is speed speed kills and the kid is an absolute burner and at first i see this and i'm like oh my gosh he's an absolute burner i'm like hold on let me check how big is the kid is he is he some Short, little, small, 160 pounds. No, he's 5'11", 180. That's a good size. I mean, that, that's a good size, and he looks good, too. Like, watching him, he doesn't look like a small 5'11", 180, or like those are BS stats, uh, physical stats. Second off, I watch him, I'm like, all right, does he just go down the drop of the hat like when I used to hit you in practice, you'd fall? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, gosh. yeah, we could, we could tell stories about you running into my freaking back in practice. I know, I know. We do need to tell that sometime. That's hilarious. But anyways, he, he had good balance. And I'm like, all right, good size, good speed, good balance. I'm like, this kid's like, I'm not sure why he's a three-star. And, and, and I haven't delved into it enough why people would think that. And, and maybe, like, I could ask some people and see what they say. But, like I said, 
seeing the speed with the balance, with the size. And the other thing is, too, the kids from Louisiana. And I love that because Louisiana football, in my mind, is probably – it's not as good as your Florida, Texas, Georgia, California. But, I mean, Louisiana has some very good athletes, which is why LSU is usually really good. If you look up and down their, their roster, I'd say 60 to 70% of their kids from Louisiana. Are so you they putting, just play. Are you putting Louisiana kind of in the same realm as like Ohio? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Ohio just, is seen as like the Northern state that's, that produces a lot of talent. And, you know, one of the reasons why Ohio state is so good, it, you know, there's just a lot of talent in that Ohio region. So. Sorry. I'm just over here trying to get my, all my eyes messed up. Um, I am. No, I am. And that's a good point. I just think they play a good brain of ball and there's a lot of good athletes down there. So instead of seeing this kid from like Vermont and you're like, well, of course he's going to tear up in friggin' Vermont or wherever. But like the fact that he's from, you know, from somewhere in Louisiana, I love that. Then I looked at his, then I looked at his, his, his list. He has, you know, 20, over 20 offers. And yes, there are some UCFs and Memphises and, um, you know, some of these different Marshall, West Virginia, but there also is an Arkansas and there also is a South Carolina and there also is a Mississippi state and Tennessee fans. Well, I mean us, I'm a fan, you're a fan, but like those are the people we're competing with right now. Mm-hmm. We got to get to where we're consistently beating them before we worry about consistently beating, you know, Florida and, and Georgia and, and definitely Alabama. So I love that we beat him for that. I love the fact that he committed on a visit. He was, that, that meant it was very special to him, and it at least meant that the coaches did a darn good job showing this guy something special. Now, I will be very interested to see if we are able to keep him, especially if LSU comes calling. You know what I mean? And we'll see if he's a, if he's a loyal kid. He's like, nah, UT's, UT's where I want to go. So I loved it for all those reasons. I mean, anybody that runs a, a, a 10-4-8 in the 100, I mean, sign him up sign him up and the fact that he is a football player not just some track star is even better um yeah. and then i think you did mention you you reminded me that i did mention this on last pod but if i i just want to bring it up again i love the fact that vincent sneed is all vol he's all over twitter he's all about it and it's huge to see him get bumped from a three to four star in rivals that just that means the kid's working that means he's progressing that means that someone who does those rankings thinks that he is doing good at these camps i'm excited to see who comes on offers wise and and starts and you know and then see if he's a good stays a good commit and maybe this coaching staff is getting in early on some of these guys and you know um but anyways that's just what i wanted to say i think the tennessee fans should be very very excited about about um but well both of them honestly the one that we you know for sneed progressing and and Samson for, you know, committing like he did. So I'm, I'm fired up about that. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, the thing you talked about the offers, it's funny, like, you know, I had offers from Alabama, Georgia, Stanford, like big time schools, but I also had offers from UTC and Maryland and, and like, like just random schools that were like, well, maybe if we throw it out there, who knows? And I remember like getting those letters and thinking to myself, what? Like, why are, why are you reaching out to me? Um, Wait, what's wrong with the mocks? 
What are you talking about? <laughs> UTC, bro. Go Mox. <laughs> yeah, go Mox, baby. Um, <laughs> nothing wrong. Hey, nothing wrong with UTC. You know, Terrell Owens, alma mater. But uh, I had some bigger no, fish, I'm bigger I'm fish to fry at that point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it'll grow. It'll grow for him. I, I, I feel like this guy can't be ignored. With, with how good he is, how fast he is. Yeah. Being in the South like he is, it's just a matter hey, of time. I just thought of a funny story. It was my senior, my senior prom, your junior prom. And, and uh, I swear to you, I think you and I, they had like some ice cream or some sort of snacks. And I came over to you and I was like, bro. And I like got serious. I was like, come on now. Like, just come to Memphis with me. And you just started dying. I don't know if you remember this, but you just started dying laughing. You're like, shut up, Reed. Like, I'm not going to freaking Memphis. <laughs> and I said, I told you that when they called me on my recruiting call, <laughs> which, I mean, they didn't have to really recruit me. Like, it, when they said, hey, we want you to come and, and you know, do this and do that, I was like, I'm there. And they're like, we'll take some time to think about it, come down for a visit. I was like, no, I'm coming. Like, don't worry about it. Like, um, they're like, whoa, now how, how good are you friends with this uh, Kyler Curbison? I said, well, actually, I'm really good friends with him. I said, uh, we've been good friends for a couple of years now. I'm like, okay, really? Well, uh, do you uh, you think that he uh, maybe has some – I said, well, I mean, I, I can definitely talk with him. Like, it would be cool to get to play with him. And they're like, well, yeah, yeah, let, let us know what, what he says about that. Obviously, the whole time I knew you are going to be like, get the – out of here bro <laughs> and so that night after i jokingly said that to you i was telling you that how coach cup or uh no who what was his name um he was the director of ops and he recruited me and then before i even got on campus two months later he was at he was an old miss <laughs> <laughs> but anyways it was hilarious but yeah all right let's start let's start yeah this so point. i i will say this it, it that kind of reminded me um it's just it, it's just so funny that 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 stuff kind of happened. You were saying we were getting ice cream at, at prom. It reminded me of something that I was thinking about with this list that kind of an honorable mention, but something that I did every Friday night before the game. So I didn't put it on here because it's not game day technically, but every Friday night before the game in the hotel, I would absolutely – crush a huge bowl of cookies and ice cream i mean massive every friday night it, i look forward to it all damn week cookies and ice cream you said yes man get the cookies in there ice cream on top drizzle with syrup you know whipped cream give me a cherry i would mess that thing up every friday and they, night and they wouldn't care that you're eating that but they, i mean you're a lineman who wasn't matter there was a full Sunday bar, like Sunday was, bar. Yeah, it was a full bar, so like you could do it if you wanted to, and you know, yeah. hey, as long as I'm still playing up to my abilities, they're not yeah. gonna say anything. Yeah, we had. Uh, <laughs> I was in Memphis, and we were doing camp, and the co the director of ops came up to me, and he was like, "Hey, man, uh, I just want to let you know, you know, you're not on scholarship yet or right now, and we do a during camp, we do a dinner every." Tuesday and Wednesday night for the scholarship players. Now you are more than welcome to eat it, but you just have to pay like a certain amount of money or whatever. 
which now I don't even get why, like they, like, I don't, I know, no, oh, well, it doesn't matter why, you know, why it was already there. Why? Anyways, who cares? Probably, he was vi- like, hey, probably violations or something. Like I, I don't know. But he, he was like, it's $214 for, for all. No, no, it was during season, not during camp. So it, throughout the season, every Tuesday and Wednesday, he said, it's like 214 bucks. I said, and I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I said, no, I was like, that's a pretty good deal. Like, I'm going to come off practice. It's all you can eat. Like, it's going to be pretty good food. That was the best, like, $214 I've ever spent in my entire life. In my entire life. And I, I wrote that check off my own account with my own money that I had made lifeguarding. And, bro, I would leave – I mean, it was – so there's a place in Memphis called Garibaldi's, which is like a pizza place, but they had a catering side of the business. And I swear to you, everything they did, whether it was Italian, whether it was um, – you know, just some sort of chicken or some sort of barbecue. I don't care what it was. It's incredible. And I never left there without making a big glass of Arnold Palmer. Like, so I'd make the, you know, half lemonade, half sweet tea. And I would get, I'd get a napkin and I would wrap up at least seven cookies. <laughs> at least, at least seven cookies. And I would take it back why, to my dorm. Why, why seven? Why seven? All right. I mean, six or eight sometimes. I don't know. I just grabbed a handful. <laughs> So no, this is the reason I went from when I when I weighed in at my first camp. When I ever weighed in my first camp, I was one like seventy eight. No, I was like one eighty, and then dropped down. When I left Memphis, I was right at two hundred. I put on like I literally put on about twenty pounds in my first semester. And I was like, well, was all that good Garibaldi's eating? I was doing. Heck yeah. Oh God! You said you said one seventy eight, and I was like, I remember when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> well, I, I played. I played our senior year. I played my senior year probably like two, uh, probably two or five, two ten. So not that big for a linebacker. But when I knew I was playing safety, I was like doing everything I could to cut weight and try to get faster. So and then in camp, you can't keep weight on. It's insane. Well, so I mean, unless you're yeah. me. Well, true, unless you're fatty. Yeah, it's real. It's real easy when they give you subs as a snack at ten <laughs> at ten p.m. after practice. Here's your bedtime well, snack: a foot long meat lover <laughs> sub. <laughs> hey, go ahead and shove this foot long on in right before bedtime. It's the way yeah. we like it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, you were you burned a lot of calories today. Make sure you fuel up. Okay. <laughs> Give me my, my meatball marinara foot long. Thanks, bud. Oh gosh. How'd you take that foot long? Good. I took it real good. <laughs> All right. You go first. You're the host of the show. Okay. You go first with your, your number your number five uh game day. Yes. So uh, you know, top five things of game day. Because obviously we've gotten off track, so I want to remind everybody exactly what we're doing here. Uh, let me set the scene here. Have you ever been to a chiropractor, Reed? Yeah. Okay. When you go to that chiropractor and obviously you've been feeling stiff, you don't feel very well, you go there, he gets those big knots out of you. He or she, doesn't matter, gets those huge knots out of you, pops that back, pops that neck pops your shoulder and you feel like a, down, yeah, you feel it cracks you like a damn glow stick baby and you feel like a brand new person so that's you your know, number five my number five we had a chiropractor in the locker room on game days and i went to him every game day and it made me 
it was everyone, you know, would go out to warm up, you know, go out in the field in like shorts and a t-shirt. I wouldn't do that. My thing was I need to get on that chiropractor table and he would do it all. It was like a quick routine of neck, upper back. He'd do the leg crossover, get your low back on both sides popping. He would get your shoulder. So he'd do like do resistance tests. If you could resist him, then you're fine. If not, he'd yank it out. And uh, he would do the same with your with your leg on your hips. And he also did your fingers, which were so important for me as a lineman and being able to grab people. You want to say you're not supposed to hold. I hold every single play. He would test the strength between your thumb and pinky. So you hold them together. He puts his fingers between and pulls them apart. If he can pull them apart, then they need to be adjusted. And he takes your hand and pops and you put it back and it's the strongest clamp you've ever seen. He cannot separate them. And it was so weird to feel those feelings of being like, oh, I'm not aligned at all. And him just getting you exactly where you need to be. And I, I, I absolutely loved it. Like when I, when I thought about this list and when I thought back, okay, go through your head, what happened on game day from when you woke up to the end of the day, what was the highlights? And I, always remember that chiropractic adjustment being like I cannot wait to get that really quick story (laughs) I I, I love this I love that we're getting off path right now because these are all hilarious stories really quick Catholic senior year I just we, we so I played football and then I didn't play basketball for the school, played in WBBL. I'm like, all right, I'm already training. Like, I'm already getting ready, working out. I was like, I do want to try something else. And I was like, I probably should run track. I was like, that would help me tremendously. I didn't. I was like, too lazy. I don't, I don't, I hate running. I was like, I'll just do my speed and agility work, which is a major regret. People, if you're listening and you have kids, make them run track at least one year in high school. Like, I never saw so much improvement from different people speed-wise and just endurance wise, like make them run track at least once. People don't understand. People don't understand that there is a right and a wrong way to run. Like there yeah. is technique in running, and you're if you're not doing it to the full, like if you're not using that appropriate technique, you're not going as fast as you possibly could. I mean, it, I saw people from our our class go do it after sophomore year of high school or sophomore year going into their junior year, which I feel like is a huge growing year for a lot of people. And those people that ran track, I swear, maybe it was coincidence, but it was like they were doing like four eights, four nines, four seven forties. And granted, they're going to get faster because it's that big jump in your body. But they would come back. And I'm talking to you kids were running like legit four, four fours, four fives. Mm-hmm. And like, I just think the track helped with them while they were growing. But anyways, so I was like, well, I'll, I'll do track. And Alex Saul and Joey Gaston were both doing shot put. And I was like, well, I'll just try shot put. Like, it'll be fun. Like, I want to learn. I, I can spend a little bit of time doing it. And I had a good time with those guys. Well, there was a girl that ran track. And her mom was a masseuse or did massages. And she would sometimes during practice would bring her table and would help work out the sprinters and stuff. And then she would do it on meets. Well, every time she came, I was like, I, I, I like, she, I started talking with her one time. She's like, seriously, just lay down. I was like, no, like, I feel bad. Like, I do shot put, like, and I'm here, like, halfway joking anyways. Like, I'm doing my best effort. I'm shot putting, like, 
I'm, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm 190 pounds doing shot puts. Right. I was literally the there. Lineman. Yeah, I was literally there just to wear the short shorts, which I got in trouble for. <laughs> and uh, I think in the same day as this. So she's like, no, no, seriously, it's fine. I'm not doing anyone right now. All the sprinters or whatever. I said, okay. It was amazing. So every time she came back, I was like, Miss So-and-so, you're back, baby. And like, you're <laughs> the guns. And she like loved it. You know how I like joke with parents and stuff. So I'd get on there. And I love him to death, but Coach Surlis, who was our athletic director and would also help with track, he came over. He's like, Reed, like, what? he literally was, I actually got a little intimidated because he was literally like, Reed, like, what are you doing? Like, come on, man, like, get off the table. Like, that's for sprinters. And like, and I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, I was like, dang, like, I'm sorry. Like, she just, you know, I, and I had done it like four or five times. It felt so good. And as I get up, so that's why I was saying that because I would go take advantage of that when I shouldn't. And as I was getting up, he's like, and Reed, like, give those shorts back. Like those are sprinter shorts. Like you don't need those. Cause I was just wearing the short shorts to show the quads off. And so when he made me give those back and wear the long shorts, I was done. I just stopped going. Just quit. <laughs> but no, I do want to ask you this. Did you know how all this stuff is coming popular now on social media and stuff where it's the pop therapy and they're popping like everything. Did yeah. he pop like, did he do like all like multiple neck things and, multiple hand things because like some of these people are popping in ways i've never seen no i i mean i can literally move by move take you exactly through what what he did it was okay. not it wasn't like a long extended thing it was you know anybody who wanted it could get it in the locker room so who all did it like did a lot of people do it yeah a lot of yeah. people did it um yeah. It was, you know, like I got used to the routine of like, okay, I'm on my back right now. Now I'm on my back, you know, now I'm on my front. Like I, yeah. I like got used to it, like what he was about to do. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, your back, you're laying on your stomach. He pops your back. You flip my over. neck, my <laughs> back. <laughs> you flip over to your back. He, he does your neck both ways. Right. He, he does your shoulder. He does your hands uh he does across the body with your legs and then he does your hips to make sure that they're resisting yeah so like he would you hold your foot up hold your leg up straight and if he's able to push it down then you need adjusting and he would yank it out and then do it again and you would you would hold it up like it was nothing so yeah. it's just like so crazy how that stuff works yeah but uh yeah it wasn't like the full extent thing but I mean, there's a reason people love just watching it because it. The euphoria, it's fascinating. Yeah, but I'm, I'm jealous. You, be, you feel I when, those people. when when you actually get it done, it, it just I mean it's it's a release of tension yeah. in your body, so it, it feels I do amazing. Like releasing tension out of my body. <laughs> I feel like you've gotten a lot of innuendos in this podcast. <laughs> Might need to dial it back a little bit goodness gracious do you um, want to get through this list please all right all right all what's right. your number five so mine was how i kind of started my day and i looked forward so much and i still do it's not the same as i've gotten older still a little bit a little bit but not the same but i remember waking up in high school and you wake up and you've just played a game the night before and you're sore 
and it but, but you you kind of like wake up a little bit and you turn the tv on and just hearing college game day music i get to a point where i would literally wake up just to hear the music in the intro and i might eat and then go back to sleep and i would wake back up like later in the show and i caught myself i don't even actually watch the show i just want to see the intro and course those picks and just have it as background noise the whole day but that was just like i just I will remember that forever, just like waking up, like, and even, even when I was in college, I'm not playing anymore, but just waking up and you've had a great Friday night and the sun's starting to peek in a little bit. And when the, it's fall, it's kind of got that little cool in the air and just the whole vibe about it. It's just magical. And so I, I had to start with college game day because it's, it's the way that you start. I mean, you just have to start a, t- a day that way for me, yeah. in my opinion. I, I, I like that. I like that pick a lot. Um, college game day, I feel like, is big for a lot of college football fans. It's their introduction into every other team, almost. And it, 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 it reminds me of, you know, when I was a redshirt freshman and wouldn't travel because I'm redshirting. So when we had home games, we would still dress and everything, but we wouldn't travel to the hotel the night before. So we would just like meet where the buses dropped off everybody for the vault walk. Right. So before that happened, I'm just in Gibbs chilling, not doing anything. You know, I'd pop on college game day. Maybe if we had like a three o'clock kick or a seven o'clock, I'd watch a 12 o'clock game. And I just remember like going out to the balcony because all the rooms were set like outside going out to the balcony just like leaning against the balcony, feeling the weather. And, you know, some of those nice September days were incredible. You can just, you can just smell it in the air, bro. Yeah, and, 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 and just like watching everyone like walking by. They're in their orange and white. They're tailgating. You know, they're tailgating in the parking lot across. And just like you can feel the energy and how everybody's so excited for the game. And it it, it literally makes you happy just reminiscing on it, just thinking about what it was. Um, even though we went, even though we went five and seven, it was still freaking enjoyable. No, it's just because we have the, I don't care what anyone says. We have the greatest fans in America. I mean, we do. I mean, it's, I would argue with so many people that there's just, there's just so, I mean, there's no way Alabama, there's no way Clemson, there's no way Ohio state, there's no way Georgia, if they were as bad as we've been, that they would still have a hundred thousand people. There's no way. No like, way. I just don't, I just, I just don't believe it, but. Well, that was I, I that was it. even a that was even a comment I got on on, on my Facebook post of, of last podcast was like, you know, I was talking about you know having a hundred thousand. We can't take away the seats, and someone said, you know, what we're not going to have a hundred thousand for a couple of years. Like we're not there right now, and I thought no. I don't know what you're talking about because this is all faithful. Like I, I would never bet against. I'll Ball say Nation, this ever. We- we maybe towards the end of the year and it's a 12 o'clock kick and we might, and I'm not saying this year, I'm not predicting this this year, but just in years where we're, you know, three and five, three and six, and it's a 12 o'clock kick and it's not a big game, bro. We we're not packed. That's fine. I'll give it to that person on Facebook. We're not packed. We're not a hundred thousand, bro. We still got 80,000 people or 90,000 people. Some colleges, some colleges have, 20,000 seat stadiums and they can't fill them. Like oh. go to go to go two and a half hours down the street to to the 
down the two and a half hours down the street in the state to 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 uh, Vandy. They, I mean, it's insane, bro. Like they can't do it. I think it was my last my last spring, like the spring before my last year. We had sixty six thousand at the spring game. I know. Like that's I insane. I know. So I, there's no way I would ever bet against them. I mean, you can see how hyped up got people are you know, doing the block party and everything for Vol baseball. No one get like, you, you didn't pay attention to baseball, but all, they're just dying for wins. They're just dying for a fun program to watch and wins, and they will give everything they have to that every yeah. time. There's no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, hit me with your number four. Okay, so number four, uh, and this is a little – this is – I think this is more college for sure. It is the it is after the game. So in college, there's two different aspects of how it can go, depending on like win or loss, or you know, is my family in town or they're not in town, that kind of thing. Where I have great memories of after a game, meeting up with my family afterwards, and we go, we go to this uh Gino's on Kingston Pike and get big old pizzas and eat pizzas and drink beer together and just have a good time and talk about the game and talk about you know our weeks and how everything went and it was it was enjoy it was very much enjoyable just to connect that, with everyone. Are you talking about uh right across from Trim Dock in that shopping center? Like uh yeah, 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 yeah. It's closer. I, it might be Gavino's. I might have said yeah. that. Hey, yeah. I just went there recently for the first time. Pretty good, actually. I I loved it. I thought it was – I think it's awesome. I think it's yeah. one of the best pizza spots in Knoxville. Um, And, yeah, just, like, being with family and, and having a good time and doing all that stuff. And also, like, one to group in, like, partying with the boys after. Like, that was the only time we got a chance to – have fun to drink to you know be with each other because you can't do it Sunday you got practice Monday you got practice all week you're getting ready for the game Friday like Saturday night's the one night you do it did you all have Sunday off um when dueling was there or you do you guys have to do the same typical thing that most way everyone does go in and do the like stretch and all that crap when Dooley was there I remember we did like a stretch and like Stride and like stride yeah, outs. Yeah. Uh, when Butch got there, we didn't do that anymore. Um, people were required if you know they're on injury list or they have something to come into the training room, do some rehab, do some recovery, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But I would always go in on Sundays. I'd get, I'd do some contrast, some cold hot tub stuff. I'd stretch and then I'd watch film. Yeah, but you can do – but you can sleep in. Like, you can go do that at 10 or 11 o'clock. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Definitely, definitely. There was not a timetable. Um, so, definitely so you would hit sleep pizza, in. you hit pizza and beer with your parents and family, and then you would meet up with the boys after. Yes, and meet up with the boys after, drink heavy, um, you know, 24 packs of Bud Light, just crushing it at 3.30, just big dogging it out there. Um <laughs> so yeah those 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 were great times it you know that is part of what game day was for me in college and I I I think a lot of college athletes probably have the same experience when it comes to Saturday nights for sure you want to hear about on a different level (laughs) sure I do so I I played at Memphis for uh, Cannon Smith 
one of my, you know, buddies and teammates there, his dad's the owner of FedEx. So Fred Smith. And um, Arthur Smith's came, brother. Correct. Correct. They have multiple brothers and sisters and stuff. Yeah. Big fan of Arthur Smith, by the way. I, I, I hate the Titans lost him. I know. This is, this is the year before I got there, though. And they were telling me about this. And so they came up here and played, and they it was Kiffin's year, and they lost. But Cannon and one of my other good buddies, Johnny Mack, and a couple of their guys, they wanted to stay and party and, and, and kind of see how it was here. So, you know, when your dad writes checks like he does to the university, like how's the coach going to tell you no? And I think Cannon was redshirting because he was transferring in from Miami. So I don't think he was even playing right now. And the coach said, as long as you're back by stride out and stretches, which started at like, you know, 11 at Memphis time. So they played and then Cannon and Johnny Mack and a couple other guys stayed, went out on the strip, stayed out all night. I think they got a hotel room and slept. They slept from like four or five in the morning to like seven or eight and then go hop on a private jet and fly back to Memphis in time for practice. Now, that's a different lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. That, I told you I said that's insane because it's insane. It's a different lifestyle, bro. I remember when we were going on our um, – we had a bye week, and during the bye week they were playing like a golf trip to like somewhere else because they were really going to leave on Friday and be back by Sunday. Like, I mean, that's just a different stratosphere. And I'll, and I'll be honest – Cannon was a great dude to me. Like, he was a great, great guy. Like, um, I felt like he had a little edge to him because when, you, when you're that wealthy, like, you don't know who's around you to try to get something from you or try to use you with. But he was super nice to me. I've always really appreciated him. Johnny Mack uh, is one of my favorite guys ever. He's they, He was a redshirt senior when I was there and kind of took me under his wing. But, bro. When you see this lifestyle, it's just like it's completely different than normal. Yeah. So, wish yeah. I had the option of a private jet. Yeah, it would be nice. It'd be <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, my number four. My number four actually does kind of have to do with food. So, as you know, and most people know, like I do try to eat healthy. Like I, I, I try to work out. Like I try to be good. I care about what I eat, and I'm not a big hot dog fan. I just have never been growing up for whatever reason. But there was something always about a nailing hot dog, a smoky dog. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, your boy gave up Coke for Lent in fourth, in fourth grade, in fourth grade. And I never drank soft drinks again after that, except for when I would go to, when I would go to the games, I would get one. And that, that, that smoky dog with that Coke and a freaking – Reese's when Reese's Cubs or peanut M&M's bro I look forward to that because I would work out hard I would try to eat good during the week and I would go and that was just like a, it was just like being in the atmosphere I'm in I'm in nailing I get my dog I get my coke and I got you my sit, hey, you sit down yeah. and dude no one, I, it's just oh. special uh, it's no just special said, no I, I don't like up I, in front of you they're all sitting yeah. down in front of you so you can see it and you got your 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 smoky dog on one lap. You got your two coke actually, sitting next two, to you. I do two actually. Okay, big dog, trying to put on that weight. <laughs> right, but there's not there's nothing. And, 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 that, and that's serious because it was a if it wasn't for game day, I was never eating that. No, ever, ever. And so that's why it was like, you know, I'd wake up and I would eat something for breakfast or probably even work out before the game and then eat something before I went. But bro, I knew 
at some point in that game, I'm walking up the stairs and I'm getting down. I mean, I can smell the hot dog and the Coke right now. I would kill for some right now, actually. So that's number four for me. What's your number three? I love, I love that pick. Um, so number three for me, and I, I, I mean, I just have to put it on here because it's something that not everyone gets to experience, but it's running through the tee. No, I thought that was going to be number one. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I got. Remember you when on I was road. telling you on the on the our, our, when I was driving earlier talking to you, I would. That was what I thought was going to be number one. I cannot believe that's number three. But all right. Okay. Yes. So I, I, it is such a monumental moment before the game. What people look to as what Tennessee is, that I feel like it's unjust if I don't put it on this list at all. Um, the reason I have it number three and I don't have it one is in the moment when you're running through the tee, you don't get to enjoy it because everything else that is going to happen that has happened is running through your mind. So it's, it's very difficult for me to put it up high and, and people don't quite understand why I don't see it as, you know, such a moment before I played. Yes. When I didn't play and was on the team my first year. Yes. But once I started playing, getting starting reps, it was something that just like, okay, like on to the next thing, like let me get to the sideline so that I can get ready for if we're going to be on offense or defense first. It was like it, it's it's such a weird way that you think about it once you get to that starting position and, and you're you know you're concentrating on the game you're concentrating on like I have to beat physically beat up the man across from me and move him against his will that you're not you're not thinking about the fans and and everything that's going on and I I realized that my senior year and you know whenever I did like the last walk in senior night like I really tried to look around and enjoy it for what it was. Um, so obviously I, I, I feel very blessed that I got the opportunity to do that and I don't want to, you know, diminish it in any way, but just under let people understand the point of view that I have or in that other players are going to have when they're running through that tee is I got a lot of, I got a lot of stuff going on right now. This is not, this is not the most important thing. So I still got on the list. My mom cries every time. So she would be pissed if I didn't have it on here. And, but that's, that's the reason it's three and it's not one. She cried every time you did it or every time they just do it in general. Every time they do it in general. If she's incredible, at, if she is at a game incredible, and, tea, and, and she watches the tea. She she cries every time. She did it when I was in high school and wasn't even there playing. She did it. So I get where you're coming from, but I feel like I would be less jacked up when I wasn't playing because it's like, bro, you ain't playing. Why are you getting excited to go sit on the bench for three hours? So like, but like, all I can equate it to was at Catholic and we would just, and this is every high school does this where you run out of the smoke or the cheerleaders hold the little thing and all that bull crap. 
But like at Memphis, I was like, Reed, like you're redshirt, bro. Like you ain't playing. Like, but there was still a couple times. Matter of fact, when we played Tennessee and the Liberty Bowl was literally packed for the first time because Tennessee fans, but they played the smoke, they had the smoke going and they had the the fireworks and some music. And I, you know me, I get hyped. I get I get hyped just like in normal life about something. Like I play golf with my dad and he drills like a, a 10 footer. I'm like, let's go. Like I get I just get jacked up. And I get, I couldn't help myself. I was coming out and I was like, bro, I feel embarrassed. Like, I hope people didn't see me because they're like, bro, like, Reed, you ain't playing. Like, why are you getting fired up? But I, I ran out in Memphis and like, it was a like, boom, boom, boom. Like the, the fireworks and the smoke and the people go, and you're just like, let's eat. Like, I'm going to go take <laughs> off someone's head. Yes. But, but, but I can equate it to, to, to Catholic because I mean, I was a starter playing or whatever. But I wasn't worried about, like, I knew what I had to do, and I felt already locked into what I was going to do. I maybe wasn't like, I knew the game plan, knew what I was going to do, and then maybe, like, right before the first snap, I'd be like, all right, here's where everything is. But when I was running out, I kind of let it all go, and I'm just like, you know, beating your chest, flexing, like, you know, just just feeling it and getting those goosebumps. So I'm shocked that it, like, you, because you, you get hyped just like I do about stuff. Like you get that way too, so that kind of surprised me a little bit. I I get that you have a lot of stuff going on, but give your I, I I'm telling you now, like you can go back, but give yourself <laughs> eight eight seconds to run through and just get juiced. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's different. I didn't I didn't play SEC ball, so yeah, I, no, I I, uh, I get what you're saying. I get you know the let yourself feel the emotions at the time and everything like that, but. Like I said, it, it's it's a seven second, eight second thing. It's very quick. It's it's also different from like your Memphis experience where you have fireworks, you have smoke, you have you know whatever song is playing. They could play whatever they want, beating yeah. on drums. Da da da. Tennessee is very traditional where it's just the band. You yeah. hear a lot. Of, you hear a lot of trumpets, and not to say that that's not. Like when I hear Rocky Top to this day, I get emotional just because of everything it means to me and everything that I've been through with it. But I mean, it's different. It's just different. Like yeah. the, the time that I'm trying to get myself ready to play in the hype mode, all that kind of stuff is after the warm ups, when we go back into the locker room, yeah. and sitting yeah. on the stools. It is waiting in the tunnel to run out. Those are the times where I am in my head trying to lock in, okay, this is how you're going to play today. Make sure you play aggressive. Make sure you play fast. Don't let anybody beat you. Don't let anybody get the best of you. You are the best player out there. Building up my confidence, all that kind of stuff, mental, 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 just running through your head. Um so I think you just kind of you, you miss you miss it. But like I said, my redshirt freshman year, I enjoyed it because I wasn't thinking about playing. I wasn't thinking about doing my mental stuff. I was redshirted. There was no chance I was going to play. So when I did run to the tee, it was like, oh snap! I'm in the middle of the field and everybody's looking at me right now. And like, look how full this place is. Like, this is yeah. so cool. And yeah. that was what you got to experience. Um, so, I mean, I still put it on the list. It's still on there. I, you know, it's it's not like it's 
not important at all, but I'm just saying. No, it's I know. Not, I, I, yeah, it's, I not the, it's not the first spot. It's cool. Hey, listen, I respect it. I understand it. And that's, I'm, I just learned something. So I, I would have not guessed that. All right. My number three is, I, it's kind of a cop out, but not really. But it's just like, for me, it's the different tailgates. And the why I say different tailgates is because I'm not a type and I've never been a type to where I go to one tailgate and just stay all day. It's always been, and I don't even get there super early sometimes. Like, honestly, like I'm not a huge drinker, so I'm not going to get over there at 9 a.m. for a 3.30 game and just start, you know, ripping, you know, ripping McUltras. But like, I would get my mom, I, I, remember, I mean, it's like, I'd get my mom to drop me off. I, I enjoyed that ride. Cause a lot of times my grandfather would want to ride to see the atmosphere and stuff. Cause he wasn't going to games. He's older. And it's like, I got to enjoy that talking to my mom, talking to my, my grandfather and you get dropped off, which is incredible. And we were coming from East Knoxville. So it's like, we had no traffic. It was go down, you know, go, go, um, um, Riverside drive. We're right up there. They dropped me off. Great. And it's like, bang, I, I, I hit the ground. And it's like, all right, I'm going to go hit this pocket first. And I'm going to go tailgate and see these guys. And it was like, it was after college. And it's like, you don't see these guys all the time. So I'm going to go see my group of, you know, people from I grew up with. And then I go see my Catholic buddies. And then I go see these different pockets. And my sister's at a tailgate with her works putting together. She's like, hey, come up here, get some food, get this. And so it's like, just walking the campus on game day and sucking in the atmosphere everywhere. Like I would literally, I would, I would, you know, you know, you're over behind the fraternity houses and kind of close to the baseball field. And then you're at circle park and then you're down in uh, the parking lot across from the campus uh, gate 21 parking lot. And then you're at G10, G10. And, you, and you just get to spend 30, 45 minutes and it's dude you haven't seen you know, a long time. It's like, you get to dap them up and talk with them. And how's it going? How's it been? And all builds up to then going into the game. And for me, you know, it was kind of a tradition. Like Jack and I would go to all the games together. And it was like, you know, we would meet up. His mom would drop him off. I'd meet. And this is like from when I moved here in fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, all the way up till now, basically. And we get to go to games when he's in town and stuff. And it was like, we, we hang out. We, it just, it was taking in all the atmosphere, seeing all the tailgates, seeing all the people, seeing all the colors and the, the pageantry. And I love walking the campus. Like I love, like that campus was a pain to walk in, in, in school and that you're sweating and you're going to class, but it's like, I always enjoyed it, you know, cause the time goes by fast. And so I would be that loser student walking around. Just like, I was always up looking up, like trying to soak it all in. It's special. It's a special place. And so, for me, number three was just walking the campus, catching up with people, enjoying different tailgates, and kind of building that up until until the game. Yeah. So, I I, I like that pick a lot. I, I I had like honorable mentions of like yugging some beers with the boys before the game. You know, getting 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 your last few drinks in before you have to walk into the stadium. Like trying to chug them real quick before you get in there so like you have a buzz throughout the game and like yeah you get to experience it that way so I, I love that and and you said the drive the drive to the game and just enjoying the weather yeah and you know playing rocky top in the car all that kind of stuff like 
I got that experience on Fridays whenever I would drive to the complex to get ready to go, like to go to the hotel yeah. to do our Friday yeah. practice and all that stuff. I had, I would take the long route. I, you know, my last year I lived in West Knoxville off of Cedar. So you go, you go Kingston Pine. I, no, yeah. I go, I go Middlebrook. I take Middlebrook oh. all the way down and just take a long road windows down playing a nice playlist, whatever I wanted at that time and just enjoying the beautiful weather. Um, and some of the best, best times for me. I love a good 20 minute sunshine drive. Like I yeah. love that. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, I agree. Incredible. Uh, um, so we'll move to number two and it's funny because I'm kind of stealing one of yours, but I'm putting this as, as number two because of the nostalgia and then because of what it meant to me later it is a Coke and a Smoky Dog. Like, wow. I'm in the exact Look, same boat. Bro, if people listen to this and they're hearing a ball for life saying that Smoky Dog and a Coke is over running out of tea, bro, that's I insane. Can't, I can't. I can't. Listen, I only ran through the tea for five years and only got to experience a handful of times. But a Coke and a Smoky Dog is my first memory at Neyland. It is what I grew up with. Every time I went to a game as a kid, it was such a treat to get a Coke and a Smoky Dog. Like, as a kid, you're like, you're not allowed to drink Cokes. Like, it's bad for you. But then you get a a game day Coke and a Smoky Dog there. And then it just, like, keeps growing as you go. You can't ever be without it. And then you get old enough, and it's – I snuck in some Jack Daniels, and I'm putting it into my Coke. And that's like another little spice onto it. Yeah. You're just, oh, like the, it's like warming a little bit as you're drinking it and you have your smoky dog and it's a whole different realm of enjoying it. And that just like combination of the experience of being in Neyland, like you, Dude, just this don't, year, hey. you don't get that playing. You don't get that at any yeah. other stadium, just being in Neyland that right there, having the Coke and the smoky dog maybe a little jack daniels in it just yeah makes your heart dude this this year this year we got to go we got to get a picture with our smoky dogs and our cokes we have to we have to well we'll we'll play it we'll play in a game and go um okay so that's your number two so wait how am i about to say number one first because you went first no you're saying number two oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. wow i almost said number one gave it all away (laughs) that's close all right, number two for me is after the game. Oh, okay. My, so my so we switched game. our fours yeah. and twos. So for me, it, after the game, and it was almost like I, I hated losing. I hated losing. But we lost a good amount during that time. And it was like just the recap of being with friends. It was like the guys that we took it so serious that like we felt like we just played. We just gave it all we had yelling. It's been a long day. We're out probably in some of the sun and heat. There's been some drinking going on. We were yelling. We were building up all for the day. Then it's over. And we go back to an apartment or, you know, wherever we're living at the time or we're going to grab some food. It's just like, bro, if so-and-so just would have made this tackle, or what was Dooley thinking? Or what was Butch Jones thinking? Like, you can't 
kick a field goal there. You got to go for it. It's Oklahoma. Oh, why, oh, why did Jer- why did Curvison jump off sides? What an idiot! <laughs> I hated that guy. <laughs> but it's like it's like you just get to recap and you just get to just build and talk and bond and like all that stuff. And then I got buddies that love the Tony Basilio show and like I don't really like it. I don't listen to it unless I'm with them. But some of the call-ins after that are just hilarious and amazing. And so, like, it's funny to sit and uh, if I'm with Jack or Nathan or whoever, and we're, you know, just – we just – we give so much of ourselves to the game. It's so funny to say that as a fan. But then just getting to sit back and decompress and relax. And then when we do win, it's like we're just super hyped. You know what I mean? And, like, we get to celebrate. and So, it's just that after the game and then, you know, usually it's – if it was a night game or a wood day game or whatever, and you hang out for multiple hours and then it's just kind of like that drive home and I'm listening to the vault, you know, the call-in shows or the recaps. And it's just like, you know, it's just, it's a good way to end the day. Even if it's a tough loss, you're just still thinking about it. Cause you're like the, what ifs this, that, and the other, you know, do we still have a chance at this? Like we got to fire this, you know, like all the stuff. Yeah. Because there's a lot of funny stuff to it too, like the call-ins and stuff like this. But then there's some also like some real emotion behind it. So it's it's just, yeah, I don't know. Just after the game recap, and it's just a lot of good memories and stuff. Yeah, so. I I love that. It's it's definitely it it's so fun. Like the two hours after where you are decompressing and and taking in everything that happened and resting for when you turn back up to go out to drink, to, you know, hang out with the buddies later. Like there is that little divide of like, okay, we're going down and we're back. Um, (laughs) Which is, which is exactly what I was saying. Like when I had pizza with my family, it's like, we're down, we're decompressing and we're back up. Like (laughs) I went by, I went to pilot and bought 24 beers. Like, let's go. So. Right. 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 Um, I, I, I totally get that one, but that's so funny that we literally switched forward to those. Yeah. Um, okay, so my number one, which you thought you were guessing right, which you probably won't expect and think it's not close, but it's the vol walk. Mm, I can understand that. And I don't I don't know if people quite understand it because they don't have my perspective on it, but the vol walk is more emotional, more hype, more meaningful than the T. Because when I'm in the T, yes, there are 100,000 fans, but the closest one is 35 yards away from me. Right. When I'm going through the vol walk, they're right there. They're doing everything they possibly can just to give a high five. Just to say, like, we support you. We Good love luck. you. Yeah. Good luck. Like we want you to do well. And it, it, that just feels so good. And, and you, I cannot explain the energy you feel when you're going through a crowd like that. Right. There is no, there, there is nothing like it. Like I, the T is great. You're running through the T is great, but you do not feel the same energy running through the T as you do when they're right there. And it's a good, 20 to 30,000 people in not that big of an area just to see you walk by and you know hearing it's great to be a Tennessee ball I said it's great 
to be. I mean, I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's it's the best thing before before a game. It gets me the most hype. It gets me the most ready, most excited for what's about to happen. And I I it would not be a game day without it. And we were lucky enough to travel really well to bowl games and have a ton of fans at the Tax Slayer Bowl, at the Outback Bowl, and then line up. And we pretty much did a vol walk both times. Just a manufactured vol walk, but it, it was still there for us because so many people were just wanting to support and wanting to show love. And I, I just it's it's the best it's the best thing in the world and I think I think there are guys that I played with that played at UT that can say the same thing that will say the same thing is it is very underrated so I feel like a crappy friend and probably a crappy fan I don't go to any of the ball walks because they're just too early and I just don't I'm usually not over there in time or I'm already like out tailgating doing stuff like that obviously I should have come when you were playing, at least seeing you and, you know, got to have a nice time or whatever. Cause I know you stop and probably give your mom a hug and everybody hug and get to do that. I would have given, I would have given you a hug and people would oh, be like, obviously. who's this I, important guy over here? Yeah. No, I know. I, hell, I would have ran out there and like <laughs> jumped on you and stuff just to like be funny. Uh, but then dapped you up and, you know, stuff like that. But I, you know, what's funny is, it's not a part of my game day, so I didn't think about it at all. Yeah. I probably, if you had said, Reed, take five minutes to really think about it, I probably would have thought about it. But I haven't even thought about the ball walk in so long. But that does have to be just an incredible feeling. And even, like, you just get – you're listening to your music, and you're just, like, in the beats or whatever, and you're just vibing, and you're just going. And then you and then you, you see out of, the, out of the big coach bus, and you're like, oh, here they are. And you get out, and like if it had been me, I would have gotten out. I'm like, let's go! Like, but then I would have taken the headphones off so you can like hear people, like, you know, stuff like that. So I get it, that, and I'm I, that's cool. That's a neat number one, and I'm I'm surprised I didn't think about that. Yeah, the the the, the drive from the hotel to the torchbearer where we start the vol walk, it it's so it's so cool because you you drive down Neyland. Are you at the Hyatt downtown? No. No, no, no. we're at uh, Crown Plaza. Crown Plaza, yeah, yeah. So you you get to Neyland, you drive down Neyland. Yes, you, and you up, see everything. Uh, uh, right next to Pratt Pavilion. Yeah, you come up, I think it's Lake Loudon Boulevard, and come around, make that turn. And so literally you're gradually seeing more and more and more orange, more people, more people, more people. As you come around, it's like – building and building you you pass the stadium you pass vol navy you see the you see the people in g10 you know waving their flags out the out the the doors out yeah. out the windows of g10 just being like hey like let's go those are the, it's team the buses. players yeah, oh my it's, God. yeah like it's the team bus like waving their flags everybody's waving you know screaming and shouting and just like more and more build 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 you get out there you get out the bus and it's immediate just yeah like let's go let's go you guys got this i believe like you got this you're gonna beat their ass da, 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 da. like everybody's so excited you wait there for everyone to get off the bus and you finally start that walk and it's you know the band starts playing and man it's just and that's what i was saying like not a lot of people think about it because not everyone goes to the vol walk it's 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 once you get past a certain age 
as a kid, you love to go to it because it's like, oh my god, there's yeah. the players. Right. Like I remember being a kid, being like, look at these players. These are all, this is awesome. Like get getting a chance to experience that and then you get older and you're like well i want to hang out with my friends and you know like it is early it's a lot earlier than the game you got to kind of be prepared to be out there and so it's only like a select few people but they're diehard man they they love it you, you know and like you said like seeing your family you know seeing my now wife like being out there at the vol walk getting to hug her before the game seeing my mom getting to hug her before the game and and it's just dressed in the nines. You're dressed in a nice suit. You're looking good as you're walking down. It's just the best. It's the best part of game day. And I, I you know, people might take it for granted. And, you know, when you look back, it, it, it really isn't important as a, as a player. Yeah. Yeah. Time flies, man. Time, time flies. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird to weird to yeah, it's weird to think about that you were doing that and it, how how quick those five years went by. But all right, I like that one. I like that one. That's a good number one. All right, so for me, it's the t it in in and this has to be for a big game, or or just when it's packed house. But for me, it's been a packed house for big games usually early on. But even when I'm down on the team and I'm realistic and I'm like, man, this is going to be a tough game. Like, we're probably not going to win this game. Like, I'm not going to get – like, I got buddies that get their hopes up, like, the whole week or whatever. But I don't care what game it is. As long as that place is, is pretty much packed, and if it's a 3.30 game or it's a 7 o'clock game, the time that that band starts doing the tea and that place starts rocking – and it's like, it's go time. And it, it doesn't have to necessarily be running out of the teeth. The running out of the teeth, to getting ready for game day. It's a ready for kickoff. It's even the first couple of defensive plays or whatever. And it's just the energy and emotion. Like, I have videos on my Snapchat that I saved from, like, Florida game, like, three years ago. And it's like, I buy in, like, all right, Reed, this is time to do your part. Like, get loud, get rowdy. Like, the players need it. Like, let's go. Like, if I was brought down on the field, like, someone's getting rocked. Like, whether it's me trying to rock someone and then I end up rocking myself because they're just bigger and stronger <laughs> or I'm de or I'm taking someone's head off. Like, that's how I feel. Like, I just – like, it's a, it's an energy it, – it's just it's, – it's a, it's a special energy. Like, and I don't know if – I mean, I'm assuming all the other fans get it. Maybe not to a certain extent because I still kind of equate it like when I was playing – I remember uh, Boys of Fall, the song from Kenny Chesney, the video, I'll always remember when I first watched that, and Sean Payton is back in his high school. And he's talking about the feeling, and he's like, you guys you guys get this feeling every Friday, but when it's done, it's done, and you don't get it many more times in your life. You, you maybe get it on your wedding day or when your first child's born, and just that, 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 that just like – overwhelming sense of hype and just awesomeness and I've always thought about that it's, it's so right like you get it every Friday night then for you you get it every Friday night and the guys who are elite they get it every Sunday but then when it's over for everyone it's over at some point and you don't get those back but I get a real small 15 30 45 seconds of that again as is as the game and I love when we're on defense first and they run it off tackle and someone makes a stop at the goal line and you're like let's go like come on now like you know, yeah. like, let's keep it going. So, for me, 
it's the it's kind of the the just everything everything that I'm talking about waking up to game day, you know, the drive up, walk around all the tailgates, you know, all that good stuff. That's kind of like the 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 putting it all in a yeah. It's it's kind of putting everything together, and that's when it just boom. And it's so that for me, that's the game day. Is definitely the emotion behind it. Yeah, the emotion, the 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 explode that happens once the game actually starts. Because yes, like you said, it's and big and, from and, and nine eight. Does, does, yeah, it doesn't end to like big plays, big whatever. And especially if it's a close, meaningful game like that Oklahoma game. Yeah. Uh, or the Georgia or Florida games that we're close or we win and stuff. It's like it's just it's it's incredible. Yeah, because I mean it's from nine a.m. until the three say three thirty kickoff that it's just build and build and build and build and, 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 adding, and, and adding and it's not even over till seven seven fifteen you know whatever yeah. it is. So yeah, but well, I I I enjoyed this. We we enjoy these lists. I don't know how much people enjoy them. If they listen to all of them, I think they'll enjoy and yeah. get a kick out of some of them. But this is I, such I a this was such a great one because it's reminiscing. It's it's talking yeah. about the literally what makes being a Vol fan so great. Yes. And and I love, you know, giving my point of view and letting people understand like where I'm coming from and how it does feel a little different when you are a player and how important some things are, like how important the Vol walk is to those players that, you know, maybe some of these Vol fans didn't think about that. And right. maybe now they're going to show up to them more. It's just you like that stuff is – it's it means a lot it's stuff that you'll remember forever definitely forever. definitely but uh yeah i had a lot of fun today i i yeah, think it was good i think that was a i think it was great I, I love that list i love that we got off on a little tangent to start the podcast too <laughs> <laughs> um maybe me and reach that talked off camera for a little bit so we could get all that stuff out but uh yeah i appreciate you guys watching and listening um, you know, if you're on YouTube, like, and subscribe, it means a lot to us to subscribe, get those numbers up, uh, you know, rate and review on all the podcast platforms you might listen to, you know, tell friends and family, let them know what we got going on. Let them know about this fun time that we're having here. If, uh, if you have any questions, you can email us at believe in Tennessee football at gmail.com or call or text 865 865- three two two nine two three two and we'll answer those questions or like i said comment on any of my posts or reads posts or youtube uh you can follow me at kyler kerbison instagram facebook and twitter uh read is r bacon 26 on twitter and um yeah please let us know how, how, what you think and you know maybe let us know what your favorite things about game day are uh, and as always Go Vols. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.